0: Don't touch that dial. You're listening to Board Games FM, your daily dose of tabletop gaming discussion on Anchor. Now welcome your hosts, Jeremiah Isley, Scott Firestone, and A.J. Skifstad.
1: Hey there, everybody. You are listening to Board Games FM, powered by Theology of Games. This is AJ Skifstad, and it is April 17th. Now, April 17th, for some of you, is either a dreaded day or it is payday, okay? So we know that April 17th is tax day here in the U.S., and so uh, today for me is... It's not a terrible day, uh, but I I have my federal and state taxes already filed, and I have have my city all done, all the paperwork. I've just got to send it in today. So hopefully today during my lunch break, I can go to the post office and mail it into the city and get it postmarked for today so that it's not late, and hopefully there's not a lot of long lines there. So it's not terrible, except for the fact that I ended up owing this year all three uh governments i i owe the city the state and federal so this is a sad day and to add insult to injury it is april 17th it is beautiful in most parts of the country but here in ohio we are still seeing snow so adding insult to injury i've got snow i've got no money coming back for my taxes and so i am sad But if I did have money coming back from taxes, I know there are certainly games that I want that are out there right now that I haven't had a chance to pick up yet. And so we kind of want to hear about what you might pick up with your tax return. Tax returns are coming. What games are you interested in? Here's what I'd be interested in. I'd be interested in Charterstone, which is a legacy game that ends up being a worker placement game when, it all, when it's all said and done. After you campaign through it, you can still play the game endlessly because once you create the board, you, you're good to go. There's also a recharge pack, which gives you, I think, 12 more campaigns that you play on the reverse side of the board, which is cool too. Charterstone is a game I'd pick up. I've already got a buddy who has it. I think Jeremiah has it already. So maybe I'll get a chance to try it out with him, maybe not, but either way, I'd like to pick that up. That's what I would get with my tax return, but we want to hear from you. What would you get with your tax return if you're getting one, Um, and what games are on your hot list right now to be added to your collection? More on that coming up, but we also want to tell you there's more coming for Kickstarter today. We want to talk about what's hot on Kickstarter, and we also want to talk about what we played Mondays. So... Stay tuned. There's a lot of good stuff coming at you. Check you later for now.
2: Hey everyone, Firestone here with Board Games FM, powered by TheologyOfGames.com. So, today, as AJ mentioned, is tax day here in the United States. And I'm hoping everyone out there got a big fat refund. I know that's not true of everyone. Now, we in our 20 years of marriage have always gotten refunds but we've almost never blown it on big fun stuff even games it's usually like hey we'll go out to dinner and then we pay off house the taxes on the house that are due about the same time we get our refund and we put it uh you know make extra payments on the mortgage and we do really responsible things with it which is not that great i mean it's smart but it's not that great or fun But, if I was to blow some money this year from the tax refund, I would get expansions for Eldritch Horror. This game has totally grabbed me. And it's so strange, because I hated Arkham Horror like a visceral hatred of that game because of an experience with it. And so, when Eldritch Horror came out, even though it promised to be a more streamlined and better version of Arkham Horror... I was still like, there's no way I'm gonna play that. There's just no way. And somebody wanted to trade me something I had. So um, I played a game of it, and I really and I liked it. And I wasn't sure if I liked it enough to get it, but I threw it on my tr- for trade or in trade list. And somebody offered me a really good trade for it, and I thought, okay, I'm not gonna pass that up. I'm gonna grab it. So it just sat on my shelf, sat on my shelf, and finally. Um, my young son and I, my 10-year-old and I, played a game of it, and it was so fun for us. Uh, it's probably not something that's going to come out a lot with the game group, because we like heavier games and aren't super into those um, kind of experience games like those. But man, my 10-year-old and I have had so much fun. we played it almost every week. This last weekend, we dragged my 13-year-old into the game, and he was having a great time with it, too. And so, um, my, I bought an expansion for it recently. My son had some birthday money and he bought an expansion for it recently. So if I had tax money, I would probably keep, uh, purchasing expansions for this because everything just adds more fun variety to it. You might get an extra blessed card that has a a totally different back than all the other blessed cards that you have. And I just love that mechanism. So There's my answer. It's been my answer for a while. Uh, Eldritch Horror expansions are fun. I can't wait to explore this game more. I can't wait to play it some more. To try new heroes. To try new ancient old ones. To see what else this game has in store for me. Uh, It's my hot game right now. Eldritch Horror. So what are you going to pick up with your tax refund, if anything? Let us know. Let us know what's at the top of your kind of wish list right now. What's a hot game for you. And uh, look for some news regarding Indiegogo campaigns to get us to Origins, to bring you the best coverage we can possibly give you. Thanks for listening. Appreciate every one of you. Have a great day. Talk to you later. Bye. Hey guys, Jeremiah
0: here with my way in on tax return day. It's funny because I was just getting ready to record this segment and just kind of catching up on what AJ and Firestone were talking about. (laughs) And I was getting a call from the office where the guy that does our taxes is... And they're putting us on an extension because it just didn't get done in time. We got a few things in late, and I think they were a little more swamped than they expected. (coughs) Excuse me. So whatever the case, I don't know what I'm getting back. But I, well, I I should say I don't know if I'm getting anything back because usually uh, we don't get anything back. But this year might be different because we usually owe... I don't know like a couple hundred here or there depending on the year that I had freelancing and things like that but this is also the first year we get to claim Violet our little baby girl on our taxes so that's like a $2,000 swing we could be getting like a whole bunch of money back I don't know but um, (laughs) we will uh, we'll find out soon and I guess if I was going to buy a game with tax return money Selfishly, I'd I'd find a a copy of Gloomhaven out there on the secondary market and pay money for that and have it sent so I could play it with the boys or whoever else I could get to play with me. Uh, or I guess I would probably go and find something cool and fun that my wife would like to play. You know, maybe a two player game like Patchwork. Or um, I keep seeing all these pictures of Azul and everybody says it's great and it's casual and it's fun so I'd probably do something like that because you know it's tax money it's kind of like a family thing and uh so maybe I do that so there it is those are my thoughts on tax return money and uh that's it stay tuned we got a whole bunch more coming at you here on board games daily more than just a listener. If you're listening via the Anchor app, you can be a part of the discussion by using the voice message feature. Don't just sit on the sidelines. Download the app and join the conversation today.
1: Okay, welcome back. So, we've already talked about what will you play Friday yesterday. Now, a lot of you have your uh, game group on Monday night or Tuesday nights. Well, it's not Tuesday yet, so we should be hearing from Scott tomorrow because I know his group meets on Tuesdays, but mine meets on Monday. So, what did we get to the table? Well, we got some oldies, but some goodies. Uh, if you listen to last week's broadcast, you'll know that uh, Caverna has recently made it into my collection. It's a game by Mayfair Games, who is now owned by the... Uh, the mass game company owner of Asmode now owns uh, Mayfair it's a great little work replacement game and I said little and that's a total lie it's a huge game but it's packed with uh, components it's packed with replayability tiles all sorts of fun stuff it's dwarf mining if you haven't played Caberna yet check it out it's a little bit older now so most people know about it but I you know what it's new to me so I think you should check it out if you had not yet because I'm having a great time with it. Played some Caverna. Played some Kingdom Builder. Kingdom Builder is probably my all-time favorite board game. It is super simple to play with a tremendously high amount of strategy. And the replayability for Kingdom Builder is almost endless because there's different combinations every time you play, whether it be boards that you put out, um, the advancement tiles, or I guess I shouldn't call them that, but... They're like bonus tiles. The uh, scoring mechanisms change every time too. So I just think this game is a great game. I love it. You're working with the cards you're dealt and seeing how you can maximize your points with uh, with those cards and settlements. Love Kingdom Builder, got that to the table. And we also got Dominion Seaside to the table. Dominion is the standard deck building game. I think it was originally released in 2008 or 2009. We played dominion seaside which is one of its better expansions it has the seaside theme where you're getting a lot of pirate ships and um you know uh native villages and islands and different things that you can uh, a wharf um all sorts of things having to do with the sea and the ocean had a great time with that and finally we also got to play let me think i'll think of it Ah, Seven Wonders! Seven Wonders, I have not played this game in probably about five years. Seven Wonders is one of the originators in card drafting. There were card drafting games before Seven Wonders, but this is the one that really made the, uh, the, the mechanic explode, the card drafting mechanic. Um, Seven Wonders is still a really fun game. Um, I think it's a little bit overrated, but I still like it enough to have it in my collection. So if you like card drafting, Seven Wonders. That's what I played on Monday. What did you play? Hey, before I go, stay tuned for more stuff coming from Kickstarter. We want to tell you about what's hot on Kickstarter right now. And we also want to keep you tuned in to our uh, Indiegogo project that we are going to be launching on April 20th to uh, help us go to Origins Game Fair. So more on that uh, when Jeremiah chimes in later today. For now, check you later.
0: Hey everyone, Jeremiah here with, let's just call this the Kickstarter Corner for today. I don't know, that's kind of dumb. Anyway, wanted to point your attention to a cool campaign, and actually, it's kind of a little conversation that might spark out of this. Uh, I'm trying to think how many days are left on this one. I should have looked it up before I started recording, but I think it's like four or five days left on this campaign, and it's called Fireball Island. Curse of Al-Zul or uh, something like that. Uh, It is sort of a recreation, a reimagining of the 80s classic Ameritrash, you know, Parker Brothers, whatever, whoever made it, Fireball Island game that has this cool island with a volcano and these balls roll down and knock your guy off the board and uh, all that stuff the I, the question I have about this one is, well, first of all, it's like over one point five million dollars backed. It is at this point in time, at at this moment, it is the top rated or top funded campaign on Kickstarter overall at the very, at this very moment so it's just gone gangbusters people are backing it and jumping on board now they claim to say that they've upgraded the gameplay it's much more of a game instead of an activity it's much uh you know it's it's a it's a solid game now plus it's cool because it looks like the old game and the components look gorgeous and beautiful and it's this cool island thing uh, so, But my question is, is it really a game? Are people backing this because they think, oh, this is going to be a great game? Or are they backing it because, dude, it's the 80s. It looks like the 80s. Uh, I, I wrote an article about this on Theology of Games. You can kind of read some more of my thoughts there. I don't think either one is a bad thing. I, You know, nostalgia is very powerful. It takes us back to when we were kids, when we uh, all we had to worry about was where we were riding our bike to that day or what time transformers came on TV or whatever it was. Uh, But uh, I think there's definitely room for nostalgia and a good game here. Like let's, I, I, I'm just I'm hoping that it's not just cashing in on the nostalgia. Now I've had people reach out to me that are part of the campaign and they've said look we've we've had people play this and we've gotten really good feedback from the gameplay and everything and that's great. I'm glad to hear it. I really hope to get my hands on it soon, but uh it's worth checking out. Check it out, Fireball Island. You won't have to look far to find it. It's it's very popular and things are blowing up. Stay tuned, I've got more information about a crowdfunding uh, campaign coming up right about now. Hey everyone, it's me, Jeremiah, back again here today with some cool stuff to talk to you about. Uh, so we announced a week or so, or I guess I take that back, it's probably been about a month now, that Theology of Games is going to Origins Game Fair. Now, what's the big deal about that? We always go, yes, I know, but the big deal about that is that... We are going to have a booth. I actually yesterday got an email that was super exciting. It was from the folks at Gamma and Origins, and they said, hey, we need you to give us your preference of booth number. And there's a little block in in the thing and the map, and I got to give them my top five spots and say, I want these... And I just got like super excited about it. So that's really, really awesome. So we're doing that. We're going to Origins. We're going to have a booth there. What are we going to do there? We are going to broadcast live from the floor. We're going to live stream. We're going to set up times for uh, designers and publishers to come by, show us their game. We'll stream it. We'll interview them it's going to be amazing. What else are we going to do there? We're going to meet you. What else are we going to do there? We're going to give you prizes. So we've got a ton of stuff planned for this. It's going to be awesome. Here's the thing. If we want it to actually be that awesome, we have to be honest and we have to say, we need your help. Uh, It's going to be it's, it's a pricey endeavor for sure, and we have already started absorbing some of the cost of that, and it's, it's not like the Theology of Games makes money. So it's coming out of our pockets, and we love to do it because we love gaming, we love creating content, we love really being a part of the gaming community. You people are awesome, and I'm very, very glad to call myself one of you, <laughs> or one of us, I don't know. Anyway, uh, so we are launching an Indiegogo campaign to to do just that. We've got a couple really basic uh, pledge levels, especially for you, the listeners. We've got a $5 thank you level. We're going to put up a big page on the site, and we're going to thank folks for pledging just five bucks. That's all you got to do to get a part, be a part of that is we will thank you for that. And we will, we will send you, you will, we'll put that on our page. For $25, we're going to mention you on one of our shows. You get to pick Board Games FM, Theology of Games Podcast, or That's How I Roll. We'll spend some time on a special episode thanking everybody who pledged at that level. And right now, those are the two pledge levels that we have. I'm trying to work on a third one kind of in the middle there, maybe get you something cool that we'll send to you. But, uh, you know, we're trying to weigh the cost of doing things like that and what that's going to. Raise what we need to pledge at because that's going to kind of diminish, you know, the margin. So, still working on something there. But uh, if you are a designer, if you're a publisher, if you are somebody who would find it valuable to advertise with us, we have a ton of options for you to uh, to par- partner with us on this endeavor, and we will give you lots of really really cool sponsorship opportunities. As well, so stay tuned for that. That's coming on Friday. Rest assured, we will be, in, we'll be talking about this most of this week, and of course, on Friday we'll let everybody know. But if you go to uh, if you go to Indiegogo, you can see our our preview page. It's up now, um, and we're fleshing it out now. We're finishing up videos and things like that this week. So super excited about that. And uh I've got another segment about something cool happening with theology of games coming up soon, so stay tuned for that here on board games f m Of course, we are powered by theology of games. okay, I'm pretty sure this is my last segment for the day, but I had another cool announcement that I wanted to announce. And bring to you folks here on Board Games FM. So, I've been doing a show for Theology of Games called That's How I Roll. It's a podcast that I say is about the games we play and the lives we live. It's Uh, when I started it, I I dubbed it my self-therapy session as I talked about things going on in life, things going on in gaming, and I reviewed games. Every now and then I have a friend on that I interview that is a part of the gaming industry. It's a fun little show. It's about a 20-minute listen every week, and I'm super proud of it because we are, this next coming episode is episode number 75. So to celebrate, I'm doing something pretty cool that I've I've dabbled with, I've thought about before, but I've never really put anything into it. I'm gonna do a live episode. I'm gonna stream it on Facebook Live via our Theology of Games page. So, first of all, if you don't, if you aren't a part of that, head over to Facebook, just type in Theology of Games. We've got a page there and a group, but if you like our page, you'll get uh, notifications about any time we go live. I'll be doing that, it's this Thursday night, uh, which is the nineteenth of April, two thousand eighteen? I'm going to be doing it at nine p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So tune in nine p.m. Eastern Standard. I'm going to do uh, I'm going to do a review of Thunderstone Quest from AEG. And I'm also gonna spend some time, if there's folks that are watching live, if they've got questions about our Indiegogo campaign, I'll be there to answer them live and we will be doing that in preparation for the launch of the Indiegogo campaign. So excited to do this, really looking forward to it. 75 episodes, to me it's a pretty big deal. is gonna be even a bigger deal, but just uh, wanted to do this as we get ready for Indiegogo And, uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm pumped about it. I hope you guys can tune in and I will see you Thursday night, 9 PM Eastern standard time. Be there. Facebook live theology of games. That's it for now. Stay tuned. Actually, I think that's it for today. Thanks for listening to board games. FM. We'll talk to you tomorrow.